Let's go to the next story. The Institute of Race Relations at 22 minutes past four. The Institute of Race Relations has urged acting public protector Kaleka Kaleka to or Kaleka to release the answers that President Cyril Ramaphosa gave to the famous 31 Palapala questions. That was to the public protector Busisibu Mkubane put to the president before she got suspended. This, as the National Assembly is scheduled to vote tomorrow on whether to commence proceedings that could require President Ramaphosa to answer to Parliament on the Palapala case. Gabriel Krauss is head of campaigns at the Institute of Race Relations. How important, Gabriel Krauss, are those 31 answers that he gave? Well, thank you so much for having me and how's it to your listeners and you. I don't know the answer to that question. Uh, that's one of that's basically the reason why it's so important to get the answers. So let's just refresh our memories. Um, back in June, on the seventh of June, uh, the public protector asked uh, President Ramaphosa thirty-one questions about the Palapala scandal, and gave him fourteen days to answer that. Two days later, he suspended her. The day before. Uh, court litigation between the two of them, judgment was handed down. So it was very suspicious timing. In fact, the Western Cape High Court found that his timing was unlawful uh, and that he had a conflict of interest. Uh, but anyway, Mkwebane wrote that those answers, uh, you know, he, he delayed giving the answers. He didn't meet the 14-day deadline. Uh, but eventually he did give the answers. And, and she said you should give those answers to the court. They should go on the public record. We should all be able to see as South Africans how is it that you're trying to explain yourself in this story? Uh, but the acting public protector, Kaleka, said, no, 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 no. It's going to jeopardize the investigation. Uh, we've got to keep those answers hidden from the public because otherwise it's going to get in the way of further inquiries. Then we fast forward to the independent panel uh, chaired by former Chief Justice, uh, found that there's a prima facie case for Ramaphosa to answer and then tomorrow we get to the point where Parliament's going to vote on whether he has to answer this case or not. Now, the thing is, President Ramaphosa has given his version of events to the independent panel and has submitted a version of events to the Constitutional Court in his appeal to have the panel report reviewed. What I want to know, and, and those were drafted at the same time, what I want to know, and what I think all South Africans deserve to know, is whether that version is the same as the version that he gave in the 31 questions, and whether there's some further details that get revealed in his answers to the 31 questions that aren't in his version to the panel. That matters because if there's any divergence between his versions, that would be obvious evidence that the president is trying to cover his tracks. On the flip side, if the versions are exactly the same, and the one's a version he gives in July, and the other one's a version he gives in September, that starts to look good for the president. Uh, we can't guess which one the answer is, and we shouldn't have to guess. The public protector, the acting public protector, should do what the suspended public protector said ought to be done, uh, which is just to publish the answers, give the answers to the public, to the members of parliament who are going to vote on whether to impeach or not. And frankly, I think that without those answers, without that evidence, it doesn't really make sense to suppose that... Uh, that that parliament can sit tomorrow and say, no, there's no case to answer. Mm. Uh, the panel has already said there's a case to answer, and, and if they want to contradict that, they should first go about trying to get all the evidence that's available. And this evidence is available. By the way, my last thing, you know, the president submitted to court under oath that he has no objection to those answers being 
disclosed. He said the only thing that's holding this back is the acting public protector herself. So there's no privilege, uh, executive privilege. That's already been waived. Uh, if, if, it's all up to the acting public protector whether we know this or not. And frankly, I think it's super suspicious mm. that uh, at this stage of the game, she's still holding back. That was going to be my, my, my next point is uh, not releasing them based on what you've just said. It's, it's either going to confirm or deny. If it confirms, then it's good for the president. If it denies, then it's, it's bad for the president. And holding them back leads you to feel it's going to deny. You know, maybe. Uh, I don't know what uh, acting public protector Galeka's agenda is. Right. So I, I can't read it one way or another. I just think, you know, there's, there's, an, a, there's a line that's kind of as old as democracy which is that sunshine is the best disinfectant. <laughs> uh, and, and, and I believe that. I believe that this is a, a, a textbook example of where more information mm. means more democracy, means more accountability, one way or another. Is there a possibility that the parliamentarians can get these answers without it becoming public knowledge? And if there are uh, maybe sensitive pieces of information? Well, so what we said to the public protector, the acting public protector last week, is, you know, there's, there's 31 answers here. If your feeling is that one or two of those answers or any number of those answers uh, contain information that, for whatever reason, I can't imagine, is still sensitive, uh, then just uh, redact that and publish the rest, at least to show uh, good faith and to, and, and to give the evidence to the public. Um, there's no ways for her to only give that information to members of parliament and not the public. And there's, and there's two ways to explain that. The one is that there isn't a mechanism in law. But the other practical one is you can imagine there's 400 members of parliament and they are sitting from, you know, from every political party that's been elected. So if the information is helping the president, you can be sure that some members of parliament that support the president will leak that to the press. And if it doesn't support the president, then you can be sure that uh, <laughs> that that'll be leaked as well. So all that the the only option is for the answers that are not sent, you know, is to put this out in the public. It's it's our submission that that none of this can outweigh. There's no. She she said 140 days ago, if you release the answers, it'll jeopardize the investigation. But since then, so much time has left. The answer, the questions mm. were already leaked. The president's already given uh, another version. Uh, so, you know, if, if the thought is people like Arthur Fraser or Wally Rood or, or whomever are going to be tipped off by the answers, he's already given his version. Now all we can see is whether the two versions are the same mm. or different. This all comes ahead of the, the debate tomorrow. Is this all going to be settled by tomorrow or not? That's an open question. Um, I have spoken to uh, some MPs who've asked not to be named who get the sense that uh, the, 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 the ANC is hoping to basically vote down the panel report on the basis that uh, Ramaphosa is trying to challenge it in court. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't see how that makes any sense. Um, the, the panel report is saying he's got a case to answer. The platform, him, platform for him to answer that case is Parliament. Uh, the alternative is that, uh, and, and what might be slightly more reasonable, is that the panel says, "Look, we, we, we don't want to hear. We don't want to decide on this one way or another today. Um, we want to wait to hear what the constitutional court says about whether they're even going to accept 
his uh, challenge to the court. Um, And and on, on that regard, we've heard legal advice that the court should just dismiss that thing out of hand. Um, insofar as the rules of parliament say that the report is not binding, uh, it's also not up for review. And his, his, his application for review, therefore, lacks any standing. So, you know, I think probably the best way this thing could play out is if parliament says, we're not really sure tomorrow, we're going to hold off until the new year. And in the meanwhile, the Concord says, look, Ramaphosa, we see you've written all these long arguments. We're not going to consider that because you just lack standing on this thing. Then next year, Parliament gets together and they vote for the uh, committee to gather up to see if this case can be answered. And in the meantime, the acting public protector is going to have all the time in the world to release those answers uh, for ordinary South Africans, including our elected representatives in all parties, to have a chance to verify whether this version of events that he gave in July is the same mm. or is different to the version of events that he gave later to the panel. All right, Gabriel Cross, we have to leave it there. Head of campaigns at the Institute of Race Relations, thank you very much. Brings us to 29 minutes to 5. Time for news headlines.